Hey y'all, so I just want to let y'all know I messed up big time this week. My days have been all confused. Monday I was thinking it was Tuesday, and then Tuesday I was thinking it was Monday, so I was thinking I still had another day to record the midweek mini episode. But I was so wrong, and I ended up not recording it. So today you're going to be getting two episodes, because tonight, around 7.30 p.m. Eastern, the all-new What the Friday episode will be making its way to you. On December the 8th, 1986, Mark Lee was found severely beaten in his home near Richland Road and North Seed Farm Road, and it's believed that robbery may have been a motive. Mr. Lee was very well known in his community in Westminster, South Carolina. He owned and operated a lawnmower and motorcycle repair business beside his home, and this is a reason that authorities think that this was an attempted robbery. The attack on Mr. Lee was very brutal. In fact, it was so brutal that some of his hair was found on the ceiling. And I can't even imagine what that poor man went through before he passed from his injuries. And what his family continues to go through from not having any answers. Because 36 years have passed and there are still no answers. There hasn't been an arrest. Nothing. In the beginning, there were a few persons of interest, but all of those leads dried up. And the thing is, it's believed that the assailant or assailants were somebody that Lee knew. And unless they've also passed away in the years since this senseless beating, they're still walking the streets as if nothing ever happened. And even worse, it could be someone that his family has had a conversation with. That would just make you very suspicious of just about everybody that you know. And the case has sparked renewed interest over the years. And in 2013, a $10,000 reward was offered for information leading to an arrest in the case. But over the almost past nine years since then, not one single lead has provided any information. And that's the nine years since this reward was offered. Now, on Monday, I spoke with Lee's daughter-in-law, Sherry, and she told me there's not a day that the family doesn't think of him or wonder what happened or who did it. She also told me that retired Oconee County investigator David McMahon is reopening the case and looking for leads, and Sherry's husband, Greg, has submitted DNA samples to aid in this investigation. So, folks, I'm asking y'all, do you know anything about this case? If you have any information about it, even if you think it's little and not that important, please give the Oconee Sheriff's Office a call at 864-638-4111. There's a family out there that needs justice and closure. Now, I also want to talk about something that's happening right here in South Carolina. Back in 2010, two sisters, 65-year-old Naomi Johnson and 74-year-old Thelma Haddock, were murdered in their home. 
Joseph Germain Brand, who lived only a couple houses down from the sisters, came to their house and asked if they would pay him to spread pine straw. And when they refused, he barged into their home, took a gun out of one of the sisters' hands, and shot them several times. Brand's father found him wandering around in the sisters' yard, and when he saw that the front door was open, he stuck his head in to apologize for his son, but that's when he found the sisters' bodies. Now, Brand confessed to the killings, but court records shows that he suffers from mental illness, so a judge ordered a mental evaluation, and it was found that Brand has schizophrenia, and it was also shown that as long as he took his medication, he was okay. But the problem with that is that he refuses to take his medication. So the judge ordered him to be taken for short-term psychiatric help, but he remained incompetent to stand trial after that. So in 2012, the judge ordered him to stay in psychiatric care until he was better. So fast forward to this year when friends of one of the victim's son started calling him and saying that they had spotted Brand walking around in the small town of King Street, South Carolina. Imagine thinking that at some point your family would get justice and closure for the murders of two dear loved ones, and then suddenly their killer is back in town walking around as a free man. When the son of the other victim called the prosecutors, he got no answers to his questions. And and at the county courthouse... A clerk says there are no records of Brand's arrest or indictments. It's as if all the whole case has just disappeared. When I searched his name online, nothing came up other than the stories of what is happening now with this case. Back in 2012, the judge ordered that if Brand's competency to stand trial was restored, he would be brought back to Williamsburg County and held without bond to stand trial. But appear that kind of appears that it's not happening. Prosecutors are promising to reinstate the charges against him, and they're planning to ask the grand jury to reindict Brand at the end of this month. One of the victim's daughter is concerned, though, that now that Brand knows that the charges are being brought back up, that he may run. And sadly, the people who are responsible for getting the family's justice aren't giving this family any answers. So this is another case I'm watching closely and hoping that things turn around for the victim's families. And I will update on that. And there's one more story I want to talk about. And it also comes out of South Carolina. A 20-year-old man went missing while working at his night shift job in Greer, South Carolina. Duncan Alexander Burrell Gordon was last seen May the 4th. Images from a security camera show that he's seen clocking in when he arrived at work. But there's no footage of him ever leaving. His family is desperately searching for answers. And they say that neither his cell phone or his debit card have been used since the day he went missing. Now, like I mentioned, he wasn't seen leaving the place he works at, which is industrial recycling and recovery. His dad also works there at the same place and on the same shift. Around 2 a.m. on that morning... He was last seen on top of his this machine, and his dad believes that he may have fell into that machine. But here's the thing. This company that Duncan and his dad work for haven't been very cooperative in helping the family find out what happened to Duncan. And in fact, they never even ordered that, that machine be shut down. 
and this is another thing about this, is this machine is capable of shredding metal. Sometime around the time that Duncan went missing, a flesh or meat-like substance was found very close to that machine. Law enforcement has been notified of this, but the machine hasn't been inspected or tested with luminol at this point. Now, the plant manager there at Industrial Recycling and Recovery was supposed to meet with Duncan's family members on Monday, along with a plant owner and an investigator. And if anything is found, a forensic team was supposed to be called in. But y'all, now it's Friday, and I haven't been able to find an update on this since the family was supposed to meet with the officials from the, that plant. But when I do find out more, I'm going to be sharing that with y'all, too. Well, that's it for this episode. Be sure to come back tonight for What the Friday and in the morning for the weekend weird falls. And I'll have the number to the Oconee County Sheriff's Office in the episode description in case you missed it. Y'all have an awesome Friday.